The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side, And Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend. Yeah, I oh see that. Oh my gosh, you normally say that. I let you. I, I, you I did. Look at you back. being all permissive yeah, today. There you go. That's right. Wow. Just being that magnanimous self I am. <laughs> totally how I describe mm. you to everyone I meet. Of course. I yeah. have to have you talk to my magnanimous lender buddy, that's right. You're Eric. A magnanimous <laughs> cherubic. <laughs> cherubic, maybe, only from the way you look. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I, I say that as a joke, partly because, so your wife the other day was on Facebook as usual. She's posting so many pictures of food. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I love to cook. And I'm like, well, and he likes to eat. No wonder I his know, waistline is, is spreading. I saw that and I it has not changed. I will just tell you that. It could be smaller, but it hasn't gotten any bigger. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I, I know mine would get bigger if I was living with her and oh eating all gosh. that food. My no, gosh, she makes huge portions. Well, that's. The, that's the Filipino way, you know. So she, they, and it's she doesn't eat, just cook. eat and eat some more. No, she just doesn't cook for 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 us. She it's, cooks for a village. No, she'll she does, and then yeah. she's on the phone. All of a sudden, friends are showing up, and there you and, go. You well, know, it's yeah, it's it's. Kind I of do adore it. I'm like, she yeah. used to call me every once in oh, a while because yeah. she's like calling all her other friends. I'm like, oh, I think oh. I'm, I'm part of the pack, man. It Come absolutely on. it cracks me up. Like I, we were watching a there's a a Filipino comedian, Joe Coy. And I don't know if you've oh, heard him. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I love hilarious, him. But, yeah, I love him. But he he talks about... He's you know, so funny. The, the way the, he does his mom. Mm-hmm. Is, <laughs> Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> uh, but he's talking about... Where uh, did you leave your kids, Joseph? <laughs> I don't know. Why you ask me, Joseph? <laughs> like, it's just... He's Believe so me, awesome. I, love it. <laughs> I, I love know. It. So, but, but when there's a big potluck and a big gathering of people, they all show up and they've got their... They're not Tupperware. It's not like uh, something uh-huh. you buy. It's a cottage cheese container, or it's, oh, I yeah. can't believe it's not butter. Well, I mean, and, that's called reduce, reuse, oh, recycle. totally. And it's that's, just, it makes me laugh, though, because I see these my big grandma was like that. And then, you know, there's food everywhere, and then all of a sudden, everybody's done, and out come Pack the Tupperwares. <laughs> yep. Everybody's grabbing a little she's, bit of this, a little bit of that. She's 100% cooking for a village. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's I love that. Fun. That's also, you know what, that's community building. Absolutely. And oh, that's, yeah. oh, you know, fun. I mean, that's one of the yeah. reasons I think you and I like being in the real estate side of things is because mm-hmm. we get to help build communities. That's right. And it's, and it's great when you have neighbors like that. I've mm-hmm. been starting to do trade-offs with my neighbors, not so much in that whole cooking thing. We do a little bit here and there, but like just the other day, Lisa, you know, my neighbor, Lisa, I love her to pieces and she's a single, you know, she's a solo parent with two teens and stressed out of her mind, of course, all the time. But like <laughs> every, every day uh, I make her coffee. Because her coffee maker, like a part of it broke and she just, she gets so busy and she gets caught up and it's like the last thing on her mind to get taken care of. And and for a while I was like, oh, well, let me just make you coffee. And so I, I walk coffee down to her house every morning when I take my dog out for a walk. And at one point I started to kind of become irritated. I was like, well, when are you ever going to buy that part? And I even, I found it online and even sent it to her in a text. 
Oh boy. And then, but you know what? Here was the thing. It's then not about I had the a, coffee anymore. It, it wasn't. And I realized as a gal solo parenting with, you know, all the issues that people are dealing with, mm-hmm. especially, you know, as we've had the pandemic and she, she works as a district manager in retail, which is a very hard job That's nowadays. Yeah. And uh, not that it wasn't hard before, but it's even harder when you right. have, you know, what's been going on the last year and a half. And I realized I'm like, it's the one time every day she feels loved. Mm-hmm. Like even though her kids love her, that's still a hard love when it's teenagers, right? right? Different. Yeah. And and I realized she feels taken care of for like yeah. one little Aww. tiny bit of her day. Yeah. And we also have um, a school near us, which I have figured out over the many years I've lived there, has some of the best what I would consider like organic blackberries because mm-hmm. I, I normally hate the fact that they take over all the time, yeah. but there's a huge bunch of them behind this school and it means where it's located, there's no chemicals, pesticides, no nothing because there's no house right next to it. Mm-hmm. The school doesn't do anything out there um, to affect those and it's not by a roadway. Right. So there's no carcinogen and all the other stuff yeah. that comes in from that and they're delicious and there's a huge volume of <laughs> I spent three hours last weekend I went out there I thought I was gonna be out there for an hour and I got so in the zone three hours and I picked bunches and bunches a bunch mm, of these things mm-hmm. and then I, I dropped some off at her house nice yeah. and so like those those kinds of things that you do for your neighbors yeah. and your community yeah. and she was talking about we need to do something for our other neighbor who's got a bad hip and people have been mowing his lawn oh, and that's great. taking care yeah. of his roses and you know yeah. like that's the cool stuff absolutely that's what you that's want that's what it's all about yep. yeah that's 100%. right 100 <laughs> but we're going to be oh. talking in today's show mm-hmm. about houses that aren't feeling the love so much that's going to be part of like what's wrong with this house episode mm-hmm. <laughs> you certainly can yes but before we get to what's wrong with this house, yeah, do we want to talk about what's going on with uh, rates? Is there anything wrong with rates or how are they looking? <laughs> well, um, that's a great question. Uh, okay. Uh, I can't wait I, for the answer. I don't know. No, actually, <laughs> right right now we're, we are holding fairly steady, but there's a lot of, of headwinds coming our way. Okay. Lots and lots of moving parts. Uh, number one on my mind, uh, although the, the markets so far have largely shrugged it off, is mm-hmm. what's going on in Afghanistan. Yeah. And, you know, first off, you know, if, if you or, or a loved one, you know, is or been in the military, God, my thoughts are out to you. Yeah. You know, we totally support our military. And, and you know, what's what's happened over the, you know, the last week has been a gut punch for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you know, not, you know, everybody's got different opinions about whether we need to be there or don't need to be there, you know. Uh, but but the the execution of getting out of there has been been you know pretty pretty bad pretty ugly and and there may be more of that to come so you know the the good thing if you are in the military you know you're you accomplished your mission you know years ago you know it was to is to knock down the the terrorist cells and 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 basically you know go after the folks that started 9-11 that that was done you know okay where are we going with this we're, we're talking about rates <laughs> <laughs> well th- this all has to do with it because politics um affect rates you know just like the the economies do um right now n- not much effect to to interest rates from these events however looking forward uh, i could kind of see a couple things happening number one is if if things really do deteriorate um, the bond market, which drives mortgage rates, gets what's called flight to quality investing. When things mm-hmm. get bad everywhere else, people tend to buy our treasury securities, and that actually will drive interest rates lower. On, on the flip side of that, if American prestige suffers you know, as a result of something like this, uh, we could see other currencies being favored over the dollar. And if that happens, right. interest rates will go up. 
So, so this thing could go either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, it's 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 staying right in, right in the middle. Uh, so that's fine. Uh, the other headwinds I was kind of referring to. Um, number one is the Federal Reserve and their talk of tapering. So right. the Fed has been purchasing. And we're not talking like your jeans. <laughs> no, Don't need to have that, that tapered leg no, coming back uh, in style. Definitely not. But we are talking about tapering the purchase of mortgage-backed securities. The Fed says they're buying somewhere around $40 billion a month. It's, the number is, is dramatically higher than that. Right. You've um, mentioned that on here before. Right. Yeah. So, so as they taper, um, it, it, it can cause interest rates to rise. Uh, the Fed, uh, you know, there's been talked that they'd maybe do that sometime next year uh, but there's an increasing number of federal reserve governors that are saying now nah, we need to do this more more quickly we need to do it sooner um, inflation is is really really starting to take off and uh, raising rates is a very quick way to stop that but if you taper too quickly rates go up too rapidly it could throw us over right. too far into a recession so it's it's a balancing act that the fed has to look at on the other side of that We've got Delta, you know, the, the Delta right. variant. And uh, as we go into fall and the cold and flu season and everything, what impact will that have on the economy? Uh, will states go back into lockdown mode? Will that harm our small businesses especially, right. uh, you know, as, as we get into that? So so all these things are happening right now. Um, up, up until this point, we're looking good. The national average for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage today is 2.93%. Um, we've been as high as 3.45 this year. We've been as low as 2.75. So we're still at the lower end of the the range, you know, for 30 year fixed rate, 15 year fixed rates are hovering around 2.38%. And uh, those have been as high as 2.89 and as low as 2.22 in the last year, FHA and VA, uh, you know, for our veterans, 2.65%. Uh, those have been as high as 3.4%, as mm-hmm. low as 2.25. So we're, we're, again, also at the bottom end of that range. And jumbo 30-year fixed rates, 3.1%. Um, those have been as high as 3.68, you know, half a percent higher in the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been as low as 2.99, so we're almost at the very bottom of the range for those. So you know, I was even just looking back at some of that time in 2018 when we had stuff mm-hmm. bump up. Yeah. And, man... What a huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. And we're still, I mean, these are still incredibly low. The fact that so much of this is at three or lower they, they is really incredible. They really are. But uh, we're going to, I can't wait for us to talk about other things <laughs> that, that go along with this because, yeah. well, you and I, before we even started the show, we're having some conversations about stuff that's going on. And I think we're going to do that in a future show because mm-hmm. um, I want to talk about that and the risk of people who are not yet homeowners Mm -hmm. that if they keep sitting around waiting for that oh the market's gonna drop Mm -hmm. oh yeah there's so many factors gonna miss it so yeah and they may miss it entirely Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they may miss it entirely especially if they're out in an area like ours well i I, so we'll i I believe that just just like you do yeah so yeah so we'll do that maybe like in our next show yeah absolutely remember that these rates right now i guess the best way of putting it they're artificial Mm -hmm. you know these are not real this is a gift yeah take advantage of it while you can i know i am yes i know i've got my properties in kansas under contract because Mm -hmm. i'm gonna buy an investment property out here yeah because it's the best time for me to do it no question about it you know it's i mean you can look back say god i should have bought two years Mm -hmm. ago but well 
Yeah, didn't. Yeah, so, exactly. Y- you know, type, and I know a lot of other real estate agents who are doing that right now. So when the people who are in the industry are doing it themselves, you might want to be paying attention. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Well, we've got lots more coming up on Open House with Team Reba. Got to take a real quick uh, commercial break. And then we're going to be talking about what's wrong with this house. Should be fun. Oh, I can already see for several of these exactly what's wrong. We'll share it when we get back on Open House with Team Reba after these messages. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Thank you, Batman. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. <laughs> and I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. <laughs> I forget about the Batman thing until occasionally you bring it up. But I don't want to spend any time on it because I don't want all of our listeners to start listening for Batman. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be here in 13 minutes. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. But in the meantime, let's look at some of these caves Right. The, these, so these cave dwellings, these funky. Right. <laughs> well, so so where this came from, I was I was looking on on one of the, the real estate sites and I was mm-hmm. I decided to pull up listings have been on for more than 90 days. Uh, yeah. And and it's like which can days. be a good strategy if you have not yet found the home of your dreams. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's a reason why there's a number of different reasons why, which we're going to cover in the show. Yeah. Because my first thought is like, what's wrong with this thing? Right. That's exactly what most people mm-hmm. consider. Right. And in fact, right now, if it's on longer than two weeks, people wonder what's wrong what's with wrong this with thing. It. That's right. right. And if it's been up for 90 days, there probably mm-hmm. is something wrong with it. Well, we've said before, if it's not selling, it's not compelling. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So compelling means one of a number of things, right? Condition, location, price. A combination of all of those things, right? right? Yes. So, you know, it's – and also what is the thing, mm-hmm. right? Because as I started going through your list, I can also see probably why some of these weren't getting found. Yeah. Oh, and sure. I can come at it from the real estate person's point of view um, because I definitely can see why a couple of these – probably were under the radar mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Oh, very much so. And one yeah. of them, I'm a little bummed I just missed out on it. I wish you'd pointed it out to me before because <laughs> um, I had I might have had a buyer yeah. for well, one of these. It, it went, came and went fast. I think the one I know you're talking about. How are we yeah. going to do this? So um, why don't we? you give me the well, last three digits of the, the um, okay. number, and then I can make sure we're talking about the same one. We can read our okay. description of well, the, the property. Well, one of them is – active and only seven days on market and it's the one in olympia oh that's a that's a slightly different story on that one. Oh, okay so i thought i do thought, we want to wait on that yeah, then? let's let's do that one last that's okay. a little little bit of a different story it All hasn't right. been sitting around but it's unique to the point that it it has some challenges so i thought okay. we'd bring that up sure you know, we got time on that one all right so let's start with a, a couple of these um if we want to go with kind of generic stuff mm-hmm. um Although I find this one interesting. I think there's probably some stories behind it. Go with the one 242. 242. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go through my, my list of in the rogues gallery here. And mm-hmm. uh, 242. Okay. So this says. Yes. Looks like it's got the most extreme gate entryway. It has a, 
fortress of a gate. It's the mm-hmm. gate is the, the it looks very Grecian. The best feature of the of the whole place. It is. So let's read this charming home located in Beacon Hill, one story with finished basement. Home features three bedrooms, one point seven five baths, great floor plan, polished hardwood floors on the main level, front living room with fireplace, dining room with ceiling fan and slider to the front desk or to deck. deck. So lot walking distance to the schools, the market, the bus lines. So this is a three-bedroom, two-bathroom home. It's about 1,540 square feet for 850000 And it's been on the market over 90 days. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, well, a couple of different... I, I find it... house. I mean, it's... Okay, so... But here's, here's something that looks sort of interesting. It went on at one price and then went up $90,000. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, yeah, it was listed like a in week April. after... So... So I found this interesting because it went on in April. It was on for a week, and then they did that, which m- makes me wonder, did they have activity at the beginning with an offer that came in that maybe never came to fruition, and then that seller went, no, oh, I want that price now. I want a higher price. Yeah. So they bumped it up 90000 It's possible. Because and there are some people who will say, you know, because let's say as an example, there was someone who posted a house and they said, okay, we're going to do an offer review date. Mm-hmm. There are people who will submit an offer early in the hopes that they can entice that seller mm-hmm. to take an, an early offer. Right. Or we had, we had a situation you and I did and where mm-hmm. uh, the person listed it at a price expecting this feeding frenzy and a bidding yep. war and it was going to sell for more than what they had mm-hmm. listed it out, so they listed it artificially low. Yes, and uh, in hopes that that would happen, and then it didn't. And then it didn't. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that's if we're talking about the same client, mm-hmm. is this the one where I had to negotiate a price in between? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So that was an interesting story, and I was actually just telling someone about that the other day about why we needed to set a realistic listing price. Because mm-hmm. let's let's go ahead and just quickly cover that one. That was someone who listed a house. The owners had only been there two years. The guy was being put, um, he was being sent back down to the Bay Area with his job at Microsoft. Mm -hmm. And so they put the house on the market for the same price they purchased it for. And I remember looking at that price and going, that's weird. Mm -hmm. That's like, something's not going to go well here. Now, this was a few years ago before the market we have right now, but it was still very busy. It was still multiple offers. People were rushing to get, instead of these seller-provided inspections that we're seeing a lot of right now, you had to rush, get your own inspector, get in there, do a Mm pre-inspection, and then you could try and waive your inspection as part of it, having Mm -hmm. done your due diligence. And my clients, we did that. We jumped in there, we got it done, and we submitted on time, and five other people didn't. Mm -hmm. And when they heard that we had done a pre-inspection, they just circled. Mm-hmm. And so we sent in an offer with an escalation instead of doing a highest and best. And we had a list, you know, we had a price that went up to about 1.4 million. Mm-hmm. It was listed at like 1.14. Mm-hmm. And I got the weird fun. And I told my clients right up front, I'm like, hey, this may not go right. I said, if this is the situation, I'm going to guess they're not going to accept this. And they're like, can they do that? I'm like, yes, they can. Mm-hmm. They can. Now they run a risk because. When you sellers sign a commission agreement with a listing agent and that listing agent puts that out on the Northwest multiple and that person brings a bona fide 
buyer who can meet those terms, there is a risk that an agent can make a claim against the seller and that agent for a commission to be paid. Hmm. And so people forget that hmm. often. Interesting, yeah. And so that was one of the things I had to nudge this guy and be like, hey, you need to be talking to me because I brought you a very strong 35% down buyer, so we need to talk. And so, and I and I had to do this in a very fast fashion because I had four or five other people yeah, circling people around that could go there. get an inspection at any time, yeah, right? right? So I'm like, okay, let's get this thing going. So we had to negotiate against ourselves, sort yeah, of. Yeah. And hmm. in the end, we ended up because that seller saw our top end price, they wanted us to do that. We're like, no way. Mm-mm. Like, there's there's no reason for us to. So we ended up in a nice mid level, which we what I loved is that we had done our market analysis in advance. That thing could have gone to 1.6. Mm-hmm. And so our client ended up getting a bargain out of that deal. Mm-hmm. And we just had another closing that was like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the the same sort of strategy, I, I hear these ads for certain real estate agents. They say, we sell our homes for, you know, I, I made 45,000 mm-hmm. more than, I, than I, I thought I would on this sale. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times... I, I, in my mind, I'm thinking these these agents are listing these homes artificially low. Some do, you know, to some to, do it on purpose. Yeah, some that's their market strategy, mm-hmm. and in situations like that one that I just described, it often bites them in the butt. Mm-hmm. Right, but in the mind of the typical consumer, if you hear something like that, it's like, wow, that must be a really good agent. Mm-hmm. Look at they got forty five thousand more for the yeah. for those buyers. And you got to like, dig well, in. Mm, yeah, yeah. There's, there's probably more to the story on that. Yes. Okay. Cool. So, okay, so I'm looking at this thing that has the massive, weird, gated entry. What I can tell you I don't like about it already, Mm -hmm. one, they're focusing on the outside of the house. Two, they didn't (laughs) stage anything on the inside, so it looks super orange, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe more so than it actually is. The super shiny floors, I have a feeling you might fall down on because I can see that they're very, very shiny. shiny. (laughs) You take your shoes off and go walk around that one. You're going to be doing like the slide on (laughs) on that show. Kitchen looks small. Mm-hmm. It's been redone, but it looks super small on these photos. Mm-hmm. Then they take you down into the basement area. Of course, there's, ugh, there's a really hideous bathroom. Super hideous. Terrible wallpaper that doesn't even match like the 1950s pink tile. So, ew. And they and they left the wonderful, like, clashing bright blue towels in there for their staging. That was fantastic. The basement looks dungeony. So, you know, also fun. So, you're not seeing... A good reason to increase the price ninety thousand. No, in fact, this. I see a reason that you're going to be putting in at least one to two hundred thousand dollars of renovations. Yeah. What surprises me is they set that higher price back in April, and there's been nothing, no, no changes to it since. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So I would be super curious. Although I'm going to tell you, I know who that agent is, mm-hmm. and um, he does a strong volume, and he could care less. Oh. <laughs> really. Okay. He's, in fact, if somebody came in with an offer on this one, because I've actually done business with him before, mm-hmm. he'll go hammer his client. Oh, well. I know that about him. Because um, a client of ours that we recently worked with, um, that's what we did a few ah. years ago when they bought a place up in Greenwood. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. So he has a tendency to work with people that uh, are, are very interesting. <laughs> and, um, you know, when... Uh, when necessary, and a lot of investors. Mm-hmm. So when right. necessary, they finally get annoyed, and he goes and hammers on them, and will often get them to take a, a different price. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, so 
Anyway, now I'll, I'll keep that one in mind in case I know somebody who's Absolutely. willing to do some renovation yep. and willing to go and negotiate. Because it's been sitting. <laughs> yep. But <laughs> it does sitting. need a lot of work. It's yep. super dated. For sure. Super, super dated. I do want to bring up, because that was one of the reasons we also were talking about some of this. Our team has access now. So if you're looking to list a home mm -hmm. and you don't want it to look like this dated thing and you want it to be current, which is what 90 plus percent of all buyers want right. they want that pretty turnkey. nice turnkey move in ready home yeah. not a project right. um we have access to a great resource for that where you can have the work done up front and pay for it at closing nice yeah oh nice yeah so yeah. if anyone out there would like to talk to me about it they can send an email to info at teamreba.com and we will be happy to get you some information and we get an address and get a chance to take a look at your property and we give a uh, a list of items that we think need to be done and uh, they can get us a one-day general estimate. That's a huge benefit because mm -hmm. I think uh, one of the reasons people are holding back listing a home can be, oh, I've got to do all this work to exactly. it. Exactly. the money. Yeah, and if you've got the equity position, mm -hmm. this is a great option for you. Awesome. Well, i got more questions about that and we've got more Open House with Team Reba coming right back at you. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. We're right back at you here on Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hess of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial <laughs> Home Mortgage. That was Kenny G on the saxophone. <laughs> was it really? No. I don't think so. No. That's not what that song is. Uh, no. Okay, but anyway. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about. What's wrong with this house? Right. We're going through a rogues gallery of some listings that have been on the market for more than 90 days. Yes. You've been dying to say rogues gallery. I was trying to think of that. Term. You are. Yeah. You are. I know. Yeah. So rogue, let's go yeah. through your gallery. Okay. Which Here, one you do want, you want to go through next? One? You pick one. Um, and I'll tell you what I think. Okay. Let's, let's do this one, five, seven, eight. Yeah. I was just looking at it. Okay. okay. So this one, it's super cute. It's a little place up on Queen Anne. Mm-hmm. And they cheap, 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 265,000. Yes. So when you initially put this in front of me, it's got a great walk score in a great location. But here's the reason why it's not well, selling. gorgeous view of downtown Seattle rooftop yeah. deck. Yeah. It's got all is by Cary Park walking distance to restaurants, like all mm -hmm. kinds of awesome stuff. Yep. Um, but what the issue really is now there's a couple of different issues because mm -hmm. first and foremost it's a co-op a cooperative that's it right but it also because it's one of those co-op buildings a lot of them don't have in-unit laundry mm -hmm. and so i can tell you that's another thing so they one no pets mm -hmm. and what did people get during covid pets besides you know a vaccine hopefully kittens. but lots yeah they got pets lots mm -hmm. of dogs mm -hmm. in fact there's a building i know in west seattle that had people passing on it because they allow cats but no dogs and mm -hmm. lots of people got dogs mm -hmm. so this one says no pets allowed except service animals mm -hmm. rentals are allowed only after two years of occupancy mm -hmm. um laundry room you know, you got to go walk down the hallway. You know, you can't, you know, you got to, I mean, who wants to go walking around with your skivvies exposed? If I do that all the time. What are you talking <laughs> but about? But in your own house. Well, that's true. You know, you don't go walking yeah. down for well, all your neighbors to, to see. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like flaunting it around right. like a flag, no. you know. No, as so, as you know. <laughs> yeah. So that is, um, those are some of the things. But as you know, 
Co-ops also require specialized financing. Right. The financing is tricky on a co-op. And with a co-op, the difference between a co-op and a condominium is in a condominium, you own your unit. You mm-hmm. own, you have you know, real ownership of that unit. Yeah. In a co-op, you don't. You own a percentage of the building. Yeah, in cooperation, in, in cooperation with everyone else. Right, and so, so it's it's like you're buying into a corporation. You know, when when you're buying right. a co-op, uh, which means that you cannot get your standard Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, thirty-year mm-hmm. fixed-rate mortgage. There yes. are fixed-rate loans available. Um, but they're limited through um, typically the National Co-op Bank. There's very few financing sources for a co-op. And, uh, and so that can make the financing a little bit more difficult, a little bit more tricky. And it can make marketing the property more difficult, as this one's a perfect example of. But the other thing I noticed on this one, you know, stunning view, beautiful place, 265000 It's one bedroom. It's one bath. It's mm-hmm. 558 square feet. So this it's is tiny. tiny. And the homeowner's dues are $427 a month. Yes. So you're, you're spending. But keep in mind, those dues, different than a regular traditional condominium, include mm-hmm. property taxes. Yes, they do. And that is a very different situation. Mm-hmm. It is. So maintenance and property taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all these you know things need to be factored in. But probably mm-hmm. probably why that one's you know been sitting yeah, around for a absolutely. while. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And not... And, did you already mention that in a cooperative, your neighbors get to vote on whether or not you can buy? I didn't, but that, that is, is actually another thing. Because when you buy a condominium, you just purchase it. Nobody gets mm-hmm. to say yay or nay. Right. But in a cooperative, you actually have to be voted in. Right. Yeah. So that's another one. So that's, I mean, that way they do try and keep snarky people out. But that yeah. doesn't mean it's going to happen completely. Because no. it could be like a first date where someone's super nice that's the first true. time you meet them. Absolutely. But, you know. Incidentally, even with a with a condo, when you're buying a condo, I always think it's a good idea to get a copy of the minutes from the last couple HOA I meetings. Totally agree. You'll find out who's crazy. Yes, yeah. and hopefully someone's been taking very good minutes because mm-hmm. you'll see who's like constantly complaining, what kind of issues they have with the building. Mm-hmm. Is there someone threatening a lawsuit? Is there someone whose dog is barking incessantly? You know that people are complaining about right. or whatever it is, or someone's dog is pooping in the lawn and they're not picking it up. I actually know condo associations that are now doing DNA testing. I'm no joke. I'm not surprised. No joke. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say <laughs> if you want to feel good about your life and and your humanity, go to an HOA meeting sometime. <laughs> And uh, it's an eye opener. I say that this is the voice of experience. Yeah. You know, I live in a community that does have an HOA and there's some lovely people there. I will tell you, though, there was one I lived out in Covington where there was one lady. I just I seriously looked at her once because I was in charge of like our park committee. And she was going on and on talking all of this smack about other neighbors and who was sleeping with who and whatever. And I just looked at her and I said, I don't have time to listen to it's, this. Can we please move on? It's like high school. It's, it's they, you know, you got ridiculous. The you got this group here and that group there. And, yeah, it was and crazy. This one doesn't like that one, and yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, let's let's okay. pick on the other things we don't like. Okay. Let's pick on the other things we don't like. I'm thinking nine one zero. Oh nine one zero. Oh wait, okay. which one were you going to do? I, that's a good one. I like that one. Okay. Because so, there's a lot wrong with this one. Okay. So Seattle Rambler on a corner lot close to everything you need. Charming curb appeal and entry, large living area with gas fireplace and tons of natural light from an elevated lot that looks over the city. Well, this sounds lovely. It does. I just wish the house matched the description. <laughs> so this is 
440,000. It's 1,100 mm-hmm. square feet. It's three bedrooms and uh-huh. two bathrooms. Yeah, one, uh, one and three quarters. Yeah. Sort of a, um, you know, I'd call that maybe Westwood Village, you know, part of part of Seattle. Uh-huh. Uh, and so so there's there's a lot of things wrong with this picture. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm looking at um, a house style that's not super popular. I mean, yes, it's a rambler, but it is a concrete brick. It's a blocker. It's a block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a block design, yep. um, which isn't the most attractive. A lot of those in Shoreline, North. Uh, North Mali North. Terrace Mount in Lake particular. Terrace and Shoreline. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. They were all built around the same time. Yep. Um, and that is, you know, it's in the 1940s. It's basically mm-hmm. World War II. They needed housing for people coming back yep. from war. Um, and they were building things as fast as they could. So these are definitely known as like you know cheap and dirty housing mm-hmm. um, at, from that era. And th- if you drive around in Shoreline and Mount Lake Terrace, you're going to see a lot of them where they put like facade paneling on the exterior to try right. and make them look like normal homes. But they are concrete brick, mm-hmm. right? Um, which means they're slab. Yes, and okay. they're very cold often, mm-hmm. oftentimes because they don't have a lot of um, insulation. Mm-hmm. But here's a couple of the other things that are just like things that would have been so easy for someone to prep on this um first of all could have mowed that lawn second of all uh clean the roof mm-hmm. get you, that moss there yeah, yeah it's got tons of moss on it so it looks terrible um inside we've got you know well it also looks like there's a potential of a garage having been converted oh that's not um, a potential that yeah that, that actually is yeah, yeah it is now that i look at closer in the photos yeah, yeah that was um, let's see. Which it, which is fine. Okay, so if you well, have as long a, as it's permitted, a single car garage, it gets converted to a family room, bedroom, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Many of those were done to a high professional standard, and then many of them were not. I'd say and, the mass, the majority of them, right? <laughs> and and are not when we're lending, and many of them have not been permitted. Oh yeah, which is sure. also a concern. Yeah, definitely. Title companies be. care about that. Yeah, they do. And if it, if it was definitely not necessarily built to code or there's a suspicion of that mm-hmm. uh, when we go to appraise a property the appraiser can call out to see copy of the permit or mm-hmm. they can call what's called code compliance confirm yes. that the property meets uh, local codes that especially if it's fha or va financing yep where you're going to get the code compliance uh, claim that can be the kind of the kiss of death on something like mm-hmm. that so uh gotta go and those bedrooms that. that have been converted or mm-hmm. not bedrooms pardon me garages that have been converted are often very very chilly mm-hmm. Because they're um, on a slab. They're on slab, and so there's there's ways that you can make them warmer, but when a lot of them were converted, which this house looks like, it's pretty mm-hmm. dated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, this is one of those, it's got the original cabinetry. It looks like there's been some flooring, you know, adjustments here and there. Um, well, there but, was a failed sale on this one as well. Yeah, and they like may it, have. It went pending. It may have run into some of these issues that we're discussing, mm-hmm. you know, as they were going through the whole thing, because there's just... A, that roof, I'm going to guess, just looking at it, is also probably pretty old. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to tell. It's a three-tab roof. It's not like a newer architectural mm-hmm. right. uh, style. doesn't mean because there is three tabs still around, but I'm just going to take a wild guess here that that's, um, that's probably close to end of life as well yeah. on that. So it's going to be a lot of money for someone to buy that and to make it more contemporary, mm-hmm. right? Cause it's, and there's wallpaper galore. That's super bright, ugh, like <laughs> very intense. Um, you know, there's a lot of things they could have done right, to get too. this ready for market so to make it more it reasonable. And they've done forty thousand dollars of you know price drops on it. Right. 
So when when you see a home that goes pending and then it's relisted later, mm-hmm. and you see price drops, yeah, know, you know, you and I have talked about this many times. There's really two reasons a home flips: it, it goes pending and then comes back on the market. Mm-hmm. It's it's typically financing or inspections, right? And uh, so in this one, well, I can tell you, let me, because I have access to the history on it, right? So mm-hmm. this did go pending inspection and then it went temporarily off market and then came back on with the price with yet another price drop Mm -hmm. so it was probably the inspection that would be my guess i'm also curious if when they did that because i noticed they don't have fha or va Mm -hmm. listed as a financing option Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna bet they met they probably ran into some issues yeah, it could very well And may be. have found out that that's not an option mm-hmm. for them. So one thing to know about FHA, if you uh, you try to use FHA financing on a mm-hmm. property, uh, FHA issues a case number, and yep. the case number is tied to the property address, not to the buyer. And if there yes. are issues that come up in appraisal, um, it sticks with that property for six mm-hmm. months. So the case number is good for six months. So yep. a few months later, somebody comes in, want to buy FHA. No can the case do. number. FHA says, oh, there's already a case number for this. Mm-hmm. This is your case number, and here's the appraiser and um, all the issues that went along that's with that all, appraisal. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like it, that's either all it will sell for or you'll have to have these conditions met or, or whatever. conventional and yeah. hope for the best. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. So there's a lot of hoping there on yeah, that one, I sure. think. For sure. Uh, I think we have to take a real quick break here coming up. Okay. We got, uh, we got more what's wrong with this house. <laughs> It should be one of those, um, you know, on the, the um, National Geographic channel or something like that. Flip this house and our show, what's wrong with this house? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to be right back. More Open House with Team Reba in just a minute. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. Actually, today it's not Open House with Team Reba. Today it's What's Wrong with This House <laughs> with Team Reba. What's up with this silly house? What's up with this one? Well, you know, we always say that buying houses, you know, like doing the online search, it's like online dating. Yeah. And I got to say... I could see why these are the ones who are probably not getting a lot of dates. Yeah, it could very well be. These, we got a, these are some fugly houses. We got a basket these of are, deplorables here. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, there's some freaking ugly <laughs> stuff going on. Well, you know, not all of them are ugly, but they there's just something going on. There's they, problems. They mostly there. are. Well, okay. They mostly yeah. are. Well, I, I've gone through all the photos. They <laughs> mostly are. All right. I'm Maybe. seeing a lot of bad wallpaper. A lot of dated. Like you know, it's yeah. it's like the dude that you're going. Mm, people stopped yeah. wearing that in the 1970s. Yeah. If only he would have fixed his teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That, sort of thing. that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, yes, and this next one yeah. is similar. Because here's, what, here's what's killing me about this one. This one's in the U District. Mm-hmm. It's just under $1.3 million, yep. And we just closed a transaction for $1.3 million on a beautiful like 2009-built mm-hmm. Granger home yeah. up in you know kind of the not Raveno, um, kind of the, the Greenwood district. Yeah, yeah. And the difference between that beautiful home and this Which, is okay, but, stunning. But here you've got a 1911 Craftsman home. It's, um, you know, easy access to I-5 and UW campus. That but should not be clue. easy on the that's, eyes. That's clue number one. Yes. Desirable housing location, uh-huh. two-car garage with four on-site parking stalls, uh-huh. Large bedrooms, seven 
with three full baths and a fireplace. Excellent. Now, here's your clue. Excellent investment property for rental income. Yeah. Okay. So I looked up the tax records for this home, and the county, in the eyes of the county, this is a three-bedroom home, Mm -hmm. but the listing says there's seven bedrooms. Yes. So in my mind, um, this sounds kind of like a student housing, boarding house kind of situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of these that have been converted to that same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm looking at this. I mean, first of all, four of the bedrooms are in the basement. Mm-hmm. That's where the conversion happened, is it probably was an unfinished basement to begin with. Yeah. That yeah. somebody just said, let's make some rooms down here. Because mm-hmm. the three bedrooms, there's one on the main and there's two in the upper section. Right. So those four people down in the basement have to share one bathroom together. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw. <laughs> like, no one loves, <laughs> like, living in a basement more than anything else, right? It's like, it's just, ugh. I don't know. They're, at least they're close to the laundry you know, the utility rooms down there so oh, they can sure. get their laundry done pretty easily. Maybe they're the ones flaunting their skivvies it could <laughs> as be. they go down the well. hallway, <laughs> all their roommates. But, yeah, it just – I mean, here's the thing, though. I was mentioning our other clients, beautiful home, yeah, gorgeous right. house, and beautifully finished. I'm looking at the photos of this thing. Right. Boring. It's a craftsman that is – boring me to death yeah. a craftsman should like evoke like reeking look at the, of charm yes and this just reeks <laughs> right and like well, they have they have pulled all of the charm out of this thing it's it's sad to look at and mm-hmm. they put in like cheap wood laminate flooring there's nothing that's exciting they have the cheap commercial grade carpet in the bedrooms on the first floor, they painted all what was probably gorgeous fur millwork on mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, it just, it, ugh. I can't, I mean, there's <laughs> nothing of charm. And of course they ripped out anything. It's, it, it's not that it's horrible in the kitchen. It's certainly not great. It's very, uh, 1980s plasticky kind of looking stuff. Um, nothing, nothing of note. It's just white and dull. Yeah. Now, this was originally... And it's also got really boring tile in the kitchen. Or not kitchen, but the bathroom. And this home was originally listed back in 2020 and then delisted, then relisted October 2020, uh, delisted, relisted in May mm-hmm. of this year. So are they just asking too much for it? Uh, yes. Yes, they're asking too much for it. They may also get, um, if they've been taking it off market i'm going to take a wild guess that maybe there's been short periods of time that they've rented it mm-hmm. to just get something oh could be um you know yeah. that that has some potential to it um when i'm looking also because i now i want to see see now i want to know how long these people have owned it because i love being able to kind of try and figure some of this stuff out this is definitely somebody who bought it for um investment purposes but yeah, there there can be a financing issue when a home is considered a boarding house. Uh, you know, technical term boarding house. Oh and yeah. The definition would really be if you see uh, each bedroom has you know deadbolt locks mm-hmm. uh, or private me- separate meters, uh, anything like that that um, you know it makes it look like you know numbers on the doors. Mm-hmm. You know, unit one, unit two, unit three, unit four, things like that. Right. Um, if it's considered a boarding house, um, it's, it's not financeable with a traditional mortgage. Well, and it's also hard to get a traditional property management company to handle it. Most of them yeah. don't want to deal with boarding houses. No, 
They really don't, especially college boarding houses. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Because it comes with a wide variety of issues. A lot of of things can go wrong with that. Yes. And I'm looking at how long they've owned this. And they could probably rent it for short periods of time, make some money on it, and then not care. And then just Mm -hmm. put it back on again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that's – and that's the whole thing. It's like every situation can be very different when you're trying to negotiate some of these things. When you're trying to find the deals in today's market, we look a lot – I mean, motivation is a big deal. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. So if they're not motivated, if they're like, mm-hmm. hey, maybe we're just tired of being landlords in Seattle because they're yeah. tired of all the, the crazy laws that keep getting passed. Or, right. hey, maybe you know we just want to move that money somewhere else because, hey, yeah. we'll get like a million-dollar payout. Because that's what's going to happen with these folks. They're going right. to get close to a million-dollar payout, and they're going to be like, let's just go take that somewhere else. Right. It's so like the guy that has kind of a cool car, and they just put a for-sale sign in the window, drive around with it. Maybe somebody will... Yeah. Bite on it. Maybe they won't. Well, it's kind of like Zillow and one of those make me move things. Oh, <laughs> right. Like someone right. just throws out a pie in the sky price point. It's like, ah, if someone's stupid enough to pay it, sure. Yeah. You know, sure. but I, but I would hate to be their agent. Right. Although, you know what? <gasps> oh, I think he's related to the owners. Oh, I just looked at who well the be. agent is. Mm-hmm. They have the same last name. Oh, well, there you go. And it's not one you see very often. Okay. So I think I know a little bit about oh, this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it is leased till September 30th. So, and the broker has a financial interest in the property. So, you know, hey, there you go. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. yeah. Trying to Got ride it. that gravy train of house price appreciation. Mm-hmm. Going That's here. pretty much, I think, what's uh, happening. Hey, let's talk about this one in Olympia. Yes, let's do. So this one is, um, now, in all uh, full disclosure, this one's not been on the market that long, but I thought I'd brought it up because it's pretty unique and mm-hmm. brings up some some financing issues yes um don't let this rare opportunity slip past you enjoy breathtaking sunsets and amazing views of eld inlet and green cove from this beautiful cooper point property 420 feet of medium bank waterfront not only do you get the ultimate views you get a lovely setting of pasture lands fruit trees blah 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 so, and a whole lot of maintenance and, to do on the okay, exterior so this, th- this thing is a huge <laughs> huge hunk of land it's mm-hmm. nine hundred ninety-five thousand, and it has a house on it that is a teardown. So the house is—is um, uh, is it really a teardown? It 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 looks better in the pictures than it is in real life. It's been vacant for several years, uh, big time. The exteriors in serious yeah. hurting. It's got condition. water damage. The interior it's got didn't mold. look that bad. It's got rot. It's got mildew. Okay, uh, are you doing the loan on this one? Do you no, know that? No, I just know. I just know. Um, so know. you know someone who went in it? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. and Because uh, I will say maybe this is the house that catfishes you because oh, no, no, no. definitely they make the photos look better than the house. Right. Oh, yeah. Probably no, the, is. the photos are definitely better. But yeah. so so even the, the listing says um, convert the existing home into an ADU while you build your dream home mm-hmm. you know, or tear it down. You could kind of do one or the other. So here's the problem with it. From a financing standpoint, this one's really, really difficult uh, because – the home, existing home on it is not financeable. It needs to be renovated. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to convert the existing home, uh, you'll have to do a, a renovation loan mm-hmm. of some sort to do that. Um, so it's not truly non-financeable. It's just a specific kind of financing. It's really, really tricky. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, we ran out of, uh, we got more to talk we did. about. <laughs> we have to hit that on another episode There's too many houses with things up. wrong with them. <laughs> could do this all day long. Well, maybe we'll have to do another show. That's right. Well, hope uh, you have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba.
To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.